Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring, your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am, of course, your host for the evening. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! Dalton, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm staring down the barrel of a long uh, break from work. I got like four or five days off, so um, I'm pretty sure the game plan tonight is to uh, sleep and not wake up until I'm ready to wake up. No alarms for like three days. I'm pretty happy. Um, this is going to be a good, happy episode where I'm not going to be upset at all. I know, Asa, you're upset. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, you asked me how I'm doing, and I'm doing pretty damn good. I'm more upset that you said happy episode. Oh, my bad. I put the emphasis on the wrong No, syllable. just kidding. I'm mad at you. I'm, I'm insanely jealous of you because you get you know time off of work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be so nice. Actually, I might be using some of my vacation days for the week of my birthday. Oh, we'll because, see. Look, because AEW is going to be up in St. Louis that Wednesday, and so part of me is like, I could just like get a hotel, go up, watch the show, sleep, hang out in St. Louis that next day, and then not have to worry about like going back to work. But who knows? Because I might have to use those days for other stuff because fun. Um, yeah. So anyway, getting into the show, we got a little bit of ring setup. As you know, each and every week we start the episode with what we call uh, a phrase that really we came up with. We're the originators of it. Uh, the power of positivity. You just found no, out that's not true. I can't I feel like I can't even say that jokingly because we will get sued. So we, we blatantly ripped that off from the New Day, of course. But the Internet is a terrible, horrible place sometimes that just spews endless negativity and we want to combat that a little bit so we take a little bit of time each episode to put out something that we really really enjoy in professional wrestling whether it's an individual a show a match anything like that for mine this week mine goes to rj city and hey ew (laughs) i don't know if you've seen any of these dalton but every sunday rj city interviews a different aew wrestler on his talk show hey ew and every week so far has been amazing. This week's this this one from this past Sunday was with Eddie Kingston, hmm. who has quickly cemented himself as like just one of my favorite wrestlers today because he's so friggin entertaining. And this week was no exception. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you because it's pretty short. You can go to AEW's YouTube channel and and watch these. I, I will say I agree with Danhausen on the first episode. I 100% when the show was announced read it as hey you because it's <laughs> hey and then EW in parentheses. Yeah. And I was like that's a weird thing to call your show and then they made a bit out of it in the first episode because of course they did. But the Eddie Kingston one is a delight. Eddie Kingston quotes Shakespeare. I just want to throw that out there. That does and, not surprise me even a little bit. And RJ City calls his boots lugs. Do you remember Lugs? (laughs) Oh my god, I did because WWF had so many Lugs commercials. It was that (laughs) in the uh, JVC boombox. And do you want to know how I'm able to pull that out of my ass really quick? Because at my workplace, in my like office area, there is a JVC boombox that they did like use in those commercials in there from the prior person before me. And I'm like, I can I can never throw this away. And like they like it's just because it was a WWF sponsor for the longest time. You're missing. You're missing the, the what is the third chef, of the trifecta? Uh, chef Boyardee. 
And I only nope. know that because I saw the Dudley Boys commercial this morning and it made me super happy. Nope, it's not that. And it's and it's it's not a food. Oh, oh no, no, no. Is it uh like it's a deodorant? Is it stride? Is it stride deodorant? Nope. Oh, okay. Stackers with a Z. <gasps> the bees! The bees. Why is this the weirdest nonsense that we remember? I don't know. I've it's a bummer because it's not <laughs> we're not talking about William Regal waxing poetically about him. This is just as That's cool true. to me though. Oh, but if we got William Regal and Hey EW. Oh, I best episode ever. Probably... Best episode yeah. ever. RJ RJ City, listen to us, do it. Do it. I know you're a fan. No, he's absolutely not a fan. We don't talk about the Golden Girls or 1920s radio stars N- enough. Not for, nearly for enough RJ for City him. to be a fan. Don, who who do you have this week or what do you have this week for the the power positive? Uh this one's kind of a weird one and it's I don't even, like I don't think he's done something even fairly recently. Um, that make it, but it's uh, one that always brings me joy, and it's, uh, we retweeted them this morning. But uh, at tic- uh, on TikTok at Mr. Professor three one eight Nick Harrison, uh, he's the teacher that does all of the entrances. Uh, I've mm-hmm. been following him for a long time, like a real long time, and uh, like since I got on TikTok like late twenty twenty. And he's like the one follow that anytime I see one of his videos, he like I'll be like, no, this is good. Uh, you, follow him on TikTok if you're on TikTok at Mr. Professor three one eight. He does a bunch of wrestling stuff, and he's also a teacher, uh, so it hits for me like on multiple fronts. And he's literally gotten to the point for like the past couple of months at least where the wrestlers are actually like reaching out to him back and like doing response videos, and it just makes me happy. It's one of those goofy. Uh, goofy wrestling things where it's like this fan does something goofy and the wrestling world's like we approve this and it's usually always like it's always positive like his videos are always positive it's mainly just the entrances and then he'll do like the goofy tiktok sounds to certain um certain wrestling things and like i love him he's good he's great mr professor 318 he has an amazing beard like the color fade in he it really also does. like just gets me every time. He, he, I don't know him personally, but I would like to. Uh, he seems like a cool dude. The the one that I the one that I put on our on our Twitter, which of course go give us a follow at nerdiest part there on the the Twitter machine before Elon buys it and sinks it. Is this one had Tony Storm ten, Orange Cassidy and Dan House? Yeah. And, and it's just, it's so cool to see something that wholesome gain that much traction and be that, you know, accepted. And so, yeah, that's, that is a very, we, we aren't doing this as any sort of competition or like to validate because you, 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 what makes you happy makes you happy, but you had a good one. You had, that's a good one for this week. Cause yeah, he yeah. is, and he's, he's super entertaining, but also, yeah, there's just a genuine joy to his videos. Content. Yeah. Because it's funny because, um, like the, everybody talks about the versions of TikTok they're on. And my two overlapping, and I'm just going to blow everything about that JVC boombox that I tried hiding, but I am on wrestling TikTok a lot, and I'm on teacher TikTok a lot. And it's one of those things to see that fun little Venn diagram, like it's two separate circles, but when they meet a perfect Venn diagram where there's one person in the middle, that's Nick Harrison, and I'm here for it, and I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, And then last, before we get to the news of the week, if you are local, or even if you're not local, this would be a good chance to win some tickets to a cool event cape championship wrestling the next event is saturday uh, Sa- Sa- yes i kept wanting to say sunday saturday april 30th ac Braze arena cape Girardeau, missouri and you have an opportunity to get uh, four free tickets to the bar fitness skybox which is probably like if you're not front row like this is the best place to be because 
the you just like you're up in the balcony, so you get to see down. You just get a great view of everything. Yeah. But if you go to the Cape Championship Wrestling Facebook page, facebook.com slash ccwrestling573, you can find the post on there that has all of the details. Basically, you like the post, you share the post, and you tag a friend in it. That will enter you in to a drawing to get those four VIP box seats. So do that, and good luck. You've got, as of now, as of recording, which is Thursday night... You have two days to, wait, no, that's not true. That's something different. I'm looking at the boost. Never mind. But get them in sooner rather than later, because I don't know when this contest ends. And you don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to enter this, and it's already been decided. Because this is also going to be a super cool show. We've got Austin Lane coming back, the best of the best, from rope to rope and pillar to post, the best of the best, Austin Lane. I almost beat him once. Yeah, but you didn't, And it was Shannon's fault. Well, okay, but scoreboard. It's going to be a good show. CCW is always a great time. And you can watch the show in VIP for free. You just got to enter that contest. So check that out. And hopefully we will see everybody there. We'll talk a little bit more about CCW, though, in the coming weeks as we get closer to the event itself. And now for the news of the week. And so I'm kind of torn. So I want your input on this, Dalton. Because... I have been beating myself up for literally two weeks because when we did the WrestleMania preview show, I talked about the one piece of news that was big enough to be included in the preview of WrestleMania. And then we got sidetracked and t- just like completely skipped over it. And then we didn't really talk about it last week with, when we did the review with PWU. So we we need to talk about Triple H announcing his in-ring retirement. We need to, we need to yeah. give that the time it deserves because that, that is very substantial. But today it was revealed that something that affects us personally, and it's one of those things like local local references get you local listeners, but this is a big deal and it could potentially be a bigger deal elsewhere because the Missouri Athletic Commission kind of blindsided a lot of independent wrestling promoters with a change to policy and it's not unreasonable to think that other states could see something like this and do something similar. So do you want to start with the bad news of the Athletic Commission, or do you want to start with the sad news of Triple H's retirement announcement? Um, well, I'm gonna I wanna talk about the Missouri Athletic Commission because like I am super bummed about Triple H, um, like a whole lot. Like it's it's what I talked about whenever we mentioned it of just like, man, it's a bummer that we didn't get the send. He didn't get the send off that he probably deserves um, or not probably the send off he deserves. But this is some stuff that I am not a fan of even a little bit. Um, I have not liked the Missouri Athletic Commission um, from the first time I filed my Missouri wrestling license. Um, so before we get too deep, so we'll, we'll, we will start with there. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know. For those of you who aren't involved with independent wrestling at all, or your state doesn't have a athletic commission, something like Illinois doesn't, uh, Arkansas doesn't, Missouri does, Kentucky does, New York does, uh, a bunch of other states do. Oregon does. I, I can't say all of them off the top of my head. I think New Louisiana, Orleans. We know yeah, Louisiana New does because yeah. when we were in they, New Orleans, they had, their commission sucks real hard because they yeah. ban moves. Um, we don't, from my knowledge, don't have banned. Mo- uh, 
they have banned moves and that makes them even more bad in my opinion. Yeah, so, but for those of you who don't know, basically in the state of Missouri, professional wrestling shows are treated like legitimate sports competitions. So MMA fights, boxing fights, uh, things like that. Pro wrestling is wrapped up in that same bubble. Yeah. So wrestlers have to have licenses to be able to compete. Yep. They have to have valid blood work. Yep. To be able to compete. Um, referees have to have a license up until recent. Like, I want to say within the last couple of years, ring uh, announcers right before, had to have a... Right before the shutdown happened, they got rid of the timekeeper's license and I think that's it, because I feel like seconds, which would be your managers and valets, also need mm-hmm. a license. Um, I think at one point there might have been a photographer's license. Pretty much anybody that was outside inside of the barricades, which you have to have in Missouri, yeah. um, you had to have a license for. Um, they've been rolling it back the last couple of years on a few things, but, um, and we're going to get into it, uh, what is going on this week, or what happened this week, but basically also with the commission... Um, they would send a commissioner to every show to make sure everything was on the up and up. And basically in Missouri, there is a handful of rules that we have to abide by. Rules such as like we can only spend so much time on the outside of matches, um, on the, the outside, outside of the ring, ring on matches. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so much stuff we can do there. Um, no you, blood. No blood. Um, incidental can be okay, but it's very much up to the commissioner's discretion. But basically, there's no blading, no gigging. And I don't think we've ever actually, like, on PWU either, have really talked about it, in my personal feelings, because I have to deal with them on a yearly basis. Um, well, not a yearly. I deal with them on a monthly basis. Um, I like the idea of a commission until it becomes a money scheme. And the Missouri Athletic Commission is a money scheme. Um, and you can't tell me it isn't, uh, because I don't think there's any reason that we should have to pay for licenses whenever we have to show, like if I show them valid blood work and show them a yearly physical every other, or not yearly, bi-yearly physical every other year, I should be good to go perform because I can go wrestle in Illinois and not deal with anything. Um, the fact that I have to pay to be a wrestler, the fact that somebody has to pay to be a referee, the fact that somebody has to pay to be a manager and the fact that they get a part of the door anyway like, they already got a percentage of money coming in. Like, they, we have to pay them, and we have to pay for licenses, and that's for promoters, too. Like, we all already pay the Missouri Athletic Commission to do our fucking thing. And, and that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't know, is that they you have to have a promoter's license. Yeah. You have to have, and, and also, not only are you paying to have a, you have to ha- pay to have the event. You have yeah. to pay to have the event. Then you also have to pay... Which, that's a flat fee. You pay a flat fee, you can run the event. Yes. But then, however many tickets you sell, the you have to pay a percentage of your ticket sales to the Athletic Commission. Yeah. On top of the flat fee you've already paid, on top of all of the licenses you've had to pay, and it's it's getting worse. Yeah. So... Um, uh, and it's... And again, if you listen to this, and you're wondering, well, like, alright, that sounds kind of bad... The way that you compensate that is you either A, have to pay the workers less, which you've heard my stance on that workers need to be paid. Um, so you either have to cut pay through workers or you have to raise ticket price, which is the fans, which are the people listening at home. Um, but if you raise ticket prices, that just means the commission's getting more money. Again, I like the idea of a commission until it becomes a money scheme. 
and nobody that works for the state of Missouri can tell me that this isn't a money scheme. And like, I'm, I'm not breaking ground with this. And if anybody's mad at me over it, I mean, they can talk to me, but I mean, anybody that's going to have a problem with it, it probably isn't going to listen. Uh, no, I'm going to read an excerpt from the email they sent promoters that you cannot argue that this isn't just a scam. Yeah. And again, like I've read the email and also like I've dealt with them. Like I have to pay them. Oh, hell. It was like, I think it's like 30, 40 bucks, which I think that got raised. I think I owe them more now. Um, whenever my license lapse, and it's really funny, Asa, and uh, this is going to be the last thing before I let you read that. All of these licenses and shit, they're all due in two months. Yeah. So they're well, raising the prices right before they know we all have to re-up our shit. Well, some of them, the permit fee uh, increase goes up on April 30th, so at the end of this month. Yeah. Uh, the, the license and the ticket changes go live on july 1st so yeah just a couple months from now and that's whenever uh, re- that's whenever all of our li- our licenses are due yeah so i'm not going to go into the whole uh email but this is from the ask actual like the director of the athletic the executive director of the athletic commission and let me see please note on july 1st 2022 amateur contestant license will increase to 40 dollars currently 30 dollars and seconds license like dalton said managers and valets will increase to 30 dollars currently 20 dollars here's the part that i didn't know that is somehow even more ridiculous all boxing and mma id cards will increase to 20 dollars currently 15 and all licenses are effective from july 1st 22 to june 30th 24 so you're telling me that it is cheaper to be a boxer or an mma fighter than a pro wrestler yeah okay and i knew that i knew that going in because um like whenever you do your physical you give them like the missouri form and they ask for your record no matter what Mm -hmm. imagine like a boxer can tell you probably tell you their record right away because they box and then they're on a medical suspension or they an MMA fighter they fight and they're on a medical suspension I wrestled twice in a night and that's not the first time I've done that in Missouri like I did that two weeks ago I can't tell you my wrestling record because yeah Jack at the last show Jackson wrestled three times that night yeah like <laughs> like it's um so I need you to know I have filled that out before my record as of the last one I believe was zero and 69 uh because I just nice. filled it out because I was like fuck these people <laughs> <laughs> Um, so going back to the email, also effective July 1st, 2022, a $1 surcharge will be placed on all tickets, including comps. Therefore, the office will expect to receive a computer generated box office accounting of all tickets sold and any complimentary tickets issued. If no computer printout is available, the inspector will secure all ticket stubs to determine an accurate accounting of all tickets issued. So not only are they now getting a percentage of the gate in general yeah now they're just getting a flat dollar off of every single ticket sold and uh to to wrap it up the thing that i alluded to earlier as a way of the back of background the office is free is fee funded therefore there are no general revenue funds received by the office the office must set the fees in order to pay its expenses however the office may not set fees to exceed two and one half times its annual budget so it is complicated but we try to set fees to ensure we do not collect any more than needed Go fuck yourself. So you're saying you're a state athletic commission, but you don't actually get any money from the state. Your sole purpose is to just charge these fees so you can continue to pay yourself to charge fees. Yeah. 
That's not a good model. That's not how that is supposed to work. That is clearly not in the best interest. You're not a, an entity that is designed to have the best interest of the competitors, the promoters, the bookers, what have you, these yeah. companies to heart. And so I'm real glad that AEW is coming to St. Louis in June because this is this is bad for indies. This is bad for indies. It's bad for the big leagues. It's bad for places like WWE, AEW. But they Impact. can they can cover they can, it though. Yeah, they have you know they they can cover it. Will they? That's the question. Like, because I genuinely don't know how many more shows we're going to get in Missouri. Yeah. After these changes take place, because they are not exempt. Uh, we have talked at length before about the TNA show that happened in here in Cape that none of the wrestlers had licenses or blood work. So of the entire roster, we saw like 10 people compete multiple times in the night. Yeah. Because just no one was cleared by the state to do it. And here's the, so, Oh, go ahead. Just real quick. I want to, I want to point out, um, journey pro is a wrestling company based out of Kansas city. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at journey pro KC. And they did a really good breakdown describing just exactly why this is bad and what this means for companies because there are several companies that operate outside of missouri because of all of these fees you can go across the border to illinois or to kansas and not have to worry about this uh st louis anarchy is a company that typically runs in illinois because they don't have to deal with any of the commission um you know there's there's and a fight underground and stride and places like that that could run shows in Missouri, but they won't because they don't have to deal with the commission. And then you have something like Journey Pro, who very easily could just jump over to Kansas, but they want to be in Missouri. They want to be in Kansas City, Missouri. So uh, I highly recommend we've put it on our Twitter. It's on my Twitter as well. But Journey Pro KC, read the breakdown. They kind of he talks about uh, progressive versus regressive tax because this is very much a regressive tax because the people making the less the people making the least are being charged the most yeah and it's the, it's, the percentage such like a show. you're getting more out of a wwe show than you would a ccw show but the ccw show percentage is so much more um yeah. because like if we sell 400 tickets why the fuck sorry why do we owe a commission that is just saying, hey, don't blade, which again, it goes back to, I understand the, I like the thought of a commission. I don't, yeah, like, they do good Someone's things, saying like, but whenever you're saying, well, now you owe us 400, go ahead. Oh, uh, you do, oh, you, you were going and then you stopped. Yeah, sorry, you <laughs> cut out for a second. So anyway, what I was about to say was, if we owe you 400 or if CCW owes you 400 more dollars now, for what reason, what are you giving us? That's more than what you were giving us before. Really nothing, nothing at all. Honestly, you're just pretty much making sure that we don't go out there and make, do the dumb shit. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Like it's, I was talking to another wrestler um, that wrestles in Missouri and they said like, Missouri keeps the riffraff out. And I said, they're about to keep everything out though. Because like, the amount of, like, the amount that indie wrestlers already, like, the low pay in indie wrestling as a whole, like, to pay for a, a, a license is more than, like, that $40, like, that's gas to get down from Kansas City to Cape. So that main, like, it could knock people out that we get from Kansas City, or it could prevent 
it could be another loophole or a start hurdle for me still wrestling in Missouri. Now I'm going to get my license because I like wrestling for Kate, but for some people that might be a closing point. Like that might be a, well, fuck it. I'm just going to wrestle in Illinois, um, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Kansas because almost all of our board. Actually, no, I think all of our border States except for Kentucky don't have license, uh, things. I will say too. um, so Journey Pro, their their thread points out that this is also not something that was voted on. Yeah, this was not this was not discussed with anybody running promotions. This was not discussed with anybody. This was just they made this decision and it was emailed them out, and it was that was that. Um, and then they also kind of give a breakdown of I would consider Journey Pro to be sort of a middle of the pack type of wrestling promotion. Our average ticket price is twenty dollars with the existing proportional tax of five percent from Missouri. That's one dollar. But now, on less than three months' notice, it's $2, 5% plus a dollar. It's double. Because they also charge a fee for the license of the show itself, which is $150, mm-hmm. my burden from just the Athletic Commission has gone from 8.75% to 13.8% via the course of one email. And then uh, smaller independent shows with $5 tickets, those have gone from being taxed 5% to 25%. Front row ticket to a major event for $300 increased from 5% to 5.3%. Incredibly regressive and a huge burden on small companies. And that's what we're talking about with like the AEW and and WWE. And also like, and just like when you think about the tax on the thing, like, well, I mean, they might need to make more money. They're taxing me more now too. Like they're charging me, like they're charging anybody you see wrestling that ring. And like even the people on the outside of the ring, they're making their money off of us more now too. Um, so basically like in July, whenever all of our, like, cause all of our, um, licenses lapse at the same time, uh, there's a lot of people with Missouri wrestling licenses that re up it every two years. So the Missouri athletic commission is getting a very nice chunk of change. Like Asa, like just whenever July happens, we have our July show. Um, just count how many of us have to wrestle and then just say to yourself, they just made X amount of money. And that's what they did. Um, because, like, I have to pay for my Missouri a- athletic license. Nobody pays it for me. So you're making money off of the people in the back. You're making money of the fans. It's a it's a money-making scheme. For somebody to give us a bunch of rules over a predetermined sport. Yeah, the fact that it's the same rules for, like, MMA and... Because obviously we're not arguing that it's you don't have to be athletic to be a pro wrestler. That's not the discussion. No. But there is... But, you know, there's a difference. There's a clear difference between pro wrestling and the UFC. Yeah. But we do... MMA. What we do is real. Yeah. So, it's... <laughs> it's just so... It's so frustrating. Uh, this will 100% also keep people from renewing licenses. Yeah. In general. Because, you know, it is something that you don't, if you, it's not like you have to get it in that window and you just can't get it for two years. You can always get it and it just expires when it expires. But along with like, you just have to give up to date blood work after whatever the, the date is for how long, because it's valid for three months? A year. Oh, the, the blood works valid a year? Yeah. They changed that okay. a year and a half ago. So, but the only good thing, here's the only good thing is that like my blood work lapses every September. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I hate September shows. Cause I know like the week of, I have to go get blood and I hate doing that. But, mm-hmm. um, 
So the the good thing is this is the only good thing, and I, again, I could they're not going to change this because Missouri doesn't see money out of this. Like the athletic commission doesn't see money out of this, but they are going to like I will get my license renewed like mid July, and then in September I have to get, still re up my blood work. The good thing is that I don't have to re it up before July. That would be annoying. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, they at least honor that, but again, and this is how I know it's a money scheme. If they was in the best interest of all of the workers, wouldn't you want all of their licenses to be renewed with an up-to-date physical and up-to-date blood work? Yeah, they just know they can't. They can't get, get away with that. Well, maybe they, or maybe they didn't think of it. Maybe you just gave them the idea. Good job, Dalton. Well, here's the thing, though. It makes, <laughs> and that's how you know it's not legitimate because they keep the commission for our benefit. But then when you really think about it, like no. The only reason they make us do a physical is they have to give us something to be like, oh, yeah, you're cleared to wrestle. That's what the license does. It keeps people that aren't cleared to wrestle out of it. But, Asa, right now, because I'm completely positive you could pass the physical test, you could become a licensed athlete in the state of Missouri. At, like good. Well, no, I'm just saying, though, for the <laughs> for the cost of $40, anybody can do it. Now, do not do it unless you're an actual wrestler. Um because that's a bad idea and I don't want anybody to think that that's okay but you can do it nobody's stopping you it's not like they asked me again they don't care they didn't ask me where are you trained how long have you been wrestling they asked the record but that's because we get lumped in with the um MMA and boxing. the combat sports um but they don't care trust I've never been asked how long I was trained I've never been asked can you safely pick people up and put them down never happened I passed the physical I'm good um, yeah, based, they, yeah. Again, it's that's not what they're focused about. They just want to make sure you're not going to your heart isn't going to explode in the middle of a match, which is good. And in... you don't have, or that you don't have like a bloodborne disease that you know if something if an accident if there was an accidental you know a hard way situation yeah uh, that you would transmit to whoever you're in the ring with HIV. So, which again, it's HIV, hepatitis B, and hepatitis C. Those are the three. Yeah. So I, again, I think both of those are good things. And I don't hate that. I do not hate that. I am perfectly cool with doing that. Right. It's just everything else wrapped around it. If I gave them that. Such a thinly veiled money grow. Yeah, if I gave them those two things, which I'm cool with giving them. um, And the barricades. I'll give them barricades. Yeah. I think barricades are a, a, a net positive to have at a wrestling show. Yeah, I'm cool with... Some of the safety things they do, I'm perfectly cool with doing a physical every two years. I'm cool with doing blood work every year. That shit does not bother me. You shouldn't charge me once I get my once I apply for my license. Then there there shouldn't be a fee to get my license, um, because I've proven that I am safe to be in a ring. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, but we have ranted about this for thirty minutes, so we need to move on. But uh, yeah, this is bullshit. This sucks. The Missouri Athletic Commission sucks. Uh, which is a bummer because we've met a couple really cool people that work for them. The, there's one commissioner <laughs> that is literally my favorite human being, and my problem is not <laughs> with him. It's the whole thing. I will support the truce, but then condemn the war. That is, I support <laughs> the commissioner, hate the commission. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but moving on to the other, the, the big thing that we need to talk about that deserves time is a couple weeks ago, Triple H did his first interview after going through his medical surgery, you know, he had the very severe cardiac event, I believe is what they were calling it. He nearly died, but he pulled through and he just kind of been, has been keeping a very low profile. Well, he did his first interview. And at the end of the interview, he announced 
that his in-ring career has come to an end. He is officially retired from in-ring competition. He, as part of his heart issues, he actually has a defibrillator implanted in his heart, like inside of his chest. Yeah. So in-ring career is done. And we talked a bit about it uh, last week during the review because he did get that moment at WrestleMania night two where he was able to, you know, welcome the crowd to WrestleMania, leave his boots in the middle of the ring. And it, it is a bummer. Like I said, I I think his in-ring retirement was coming sooner rather than later. Uh, and it just it really sucks that it had to be this way and that his final match didn't he didn't get, like you said, the proper official retirement angle because I absolutely think they could have done something with that. And honestly, now that he's back, I would 100% think that it would be Cody like Cody Rhodes being the one to, to end the, the triple H legacy. I could I could absolutely see that. So I know you were a huge Dalton. You're a well-known big DX fan. Yeah. And I and and Triple H, you have said multiple times that Triple H is one of your all time favorites. So I'm gonna give you a moment to just kind of hit me with some of your favorite Triple H memories. Um, SummerSlam ladder match against The Rock uh, is probably my favorite ladder match of all time. Uh, Triple H, like my favorite was always X Pac, uh, mm-hmm. but Triple H was so so such a cool character in wrestling for such a long time. And, uh, it's one of those that I don't think that he's been kind of talked about fondly because every era that he was either coming up or was the head of was mired with other problems. So like, even whenever he was world champion, the reign of terror that there was some really good in that and some really bad, like a lot of wrestling. Um, and, but like whenever he was in DX and starting to become that, like the top guy, it never felt like he was truly the top guy. And that's such a bummer. Cause he was so good. It's one of those things that like when you watch triple H, that is a, that should be, if you say professional wrestler or look up professional wrestler in the dictionary, it should be triple H almost every day. Um, he was amazing inside of the ring between bell to bell and promos. He was always like enthralling whenever he finally got the footing past the blue blood stuff he figured out who he wanted to be as a character and did it like did it the way that he wanted to um as in not being the top guy like whenever he started he had rock austin foley undertaker they were more interesting characters whenever he finally got the ball to run with it um i think they ran with it a little too hard and people ended up turning on that um like his 06 to like whenever he stopped being an active like they thought that he was just kind of leeching onto his past to try to be popular but at the end of the day, you watch Triple H, like, it was always great. Um, I remember early D- or original DX, I liked the 06 revival. I thought it was dumb, and I thought it was fun, and I loved it. Uh, was, was that the him and Shawn Michaels turned into just the corporate shills? Uh, yeah. And they had the WWE shop? Yeah, pretty much they did the WWE shop uh, commercial every time. That was the Vince Loves Cock shirts, all of that goofy stuff. Uh, and it was, yeah. it's dumb, but you know what? The matches inside of all that were still really good. Um, it's just... I can only picture, was it the Hell in a Cell? Where they put... The handicap, the handicap match? Where they where put Vince's the face in and they sh- Big Show's ass? Yeah. 
Yeah, I again, I'm I'm going to let you finish. No, you're good. But and that's what I I, just... and that's what I'm getting at because people <laughs> remember that stuff and then they're like, "Oh, the racist WrestleMania uh with Booker T. That was also bad." Not saying that was good. Not saying that was okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's one he's one of those guys that I don't think is ever going to truly get the exact credit he deserves in ring. Now, post wrestling or post wrestling regularly, we really did get everybody being like Man, Triple H knows this wrestling things and knows how to make people excited about wrestling with NXT. And like he gets all the credit in the world of that to the point that they made this action figure, Asa. It's him in the NXT suit. And yes, the reason he's standing like that is because I had Kushida standing right here pointing at him in my collection. Mm-hmm. Um it's Cuz they gave cuz it's an audio podcast. You can't the the folks at home can't yeah. see the action figure Dalton just picked up, but it is Triple H in a suit. It's NXT Triple H, but he has the pointer finger. I did that myself. Like, that, I had to do that. that. Oh, did you? I had to okay. add that finger, but it's him in that suit that he does backstage with all the NXT champions. And like, I just kind mm-hmm. of bounce that figure around to different people. Uh, sometimes yeah. it's Champa, sometimes it's Gargano. I did it to Adam Cole before he went to AEW. Like, it's one of those things where like. I think now he's looked on fondly strictly because of NXT, but it's one of those things where it's like, do yourself a favor, go back and watch some old Triple H, because it was always good, and he always had a way of elevating most people he was in the ring with. Uh, There were some not great things, Booker T, um, but there were some really good ones, like whenever he was the first person that wrestled Cactus Jack proper in WWE, and he made that, like, yeah, Cactus Jack is Cactus Jack, but... He, like, made that important to somebody that wasn't a known wrestling star. Or star. Now, we had so Mick you, Foley. It was the three faces of Foley. And they, like, introduced Cactus Jack. And Triple H was the guy that, like, had to do that and get that over. You've now mentioned two of my three that I was going to point out for favorite Triple H. One was one is, is Papa H. The, the His work with NXT, how much he seems to genuinely give a shit. Yeah. About those people, about that company, about that brand. And how happy, how genuinely happy it seems like he is to see them succeed. Like he knows, he knows what they have. He gives them the platform to do it. And then when they deliver, like he seems genuinely thrilled for them. And I like, I gen- I like to see that. Um, you said to the point that they gave him an action figure with that attire. I say it to the point that Reddit sent him a literal fruit basket <laughs> after one of the takeovers. Yeah. They were just like, holy shit, this is the best wrestling WWE has put out in like decades at this point years and he's so great we need to we need to send him a fruit basket so everyone like people online like put towards i don't remember how they exactly they did it but they all like chipped in and sent it to titan towers or they sent it to the performance center mm-hmm. and it's just like so that's that's amazing the the cactus jack feud and and they've used foley like this like they did the same thing with edge and Adam Cole kind of talks about going through a similar thing at CZW where, okay, this guy, we, the, we want this guy to be a, a big deal. We think he, su- he can succeed, but what do we do to get the crowd to believe in him? For Adam Cole, it was getting just the absolute piss beat out of him for a couple shows in a row, but him still like continuing to fight on. For Edge, it was spearing Foley through the through the flaming table at wrestlemania and then for triple h it was the cactus jack feud because at the time we'd only gotten mankind and mick and and dude love uh, dude love but the promo where mick foley is like walking down the ramp and he's unbuttoning the shirt 
the the white mankind shirt to show the cactus jack shirt underneath like that was like you can go back and watch that now and it is so legitimately awesome and so that and that the match that came out of it i also just greatly enjoyed yeah it's 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 one that i feel like is overall like when you look back at like mick foley's career it's one that gets overshadowed because hell in the cell yeah yeah, because yeah, because there's hell in the cell, and, and the you know, like I said, the the match with the flaming table with Edge and stuff like that. But and then my third one is his return after the invasion angle at, at the ooh um, Jean Jacket Triple H, ooh. Jean Jacket Triple H coming back just like coming back like a megastar. Just the the crowd reaction was perfect. Like it was a perfect return. It sucked he had he missed out on the invasion. A lot of the invasion sucked, but that's not what we're talking about. But those are those are the three that come to mind. Is it's it's the last couple years with NXT, it's the Cactus Jack feud, and then the his that big return and the Shawn Michaels feud. Ooh, because that was the, good too. Yeah. Whenever whenever they did the zoom in enhance zoom in enhance, even though with it as pixelated as it was, you could tell it was that gaudy ass Ed Hardy cross Triple H shirt. Like clearly it was him. And then with the you're damn right it was me. He is such a good bad guy. Oh, yeah. Authority, 99% garbage. Reign of Terror, real bad. Dalton, you didn't mention Katie Vick. But when he is... When Triple H is great, he is great. And it, it's a real shame that we, we aren't going to get the kind of conclusion to this career that I feel like he has earned. Yeah. And that he deserves. Because, you know, people are always going to be shitty about, oh, he only got the spot because he married the boss's daughter, blah, blah, blah. Just shut up. That's the... If you don't think Triple H is legitimately... Even, like... Because Chase are subjective. Shane McMahon never won the WWE title. I'm going to say that. Let me say it one more time. Shane McMahon never won the WWE title. You're not making the point you think you are. Because remember the birthday wish Vince sent John Cena on Twitter? Where it was just like, he is the greatest professional wrestler of all time. This man means more to me than anyone on the planet. Just gushing for like paragraphs. Oh, about, yeah. It was either Cena or Rock or Roman. I don't remember. And then it was, happy birthday, Shane. That, but that is that is all character. <laughs> That's character stuff. I'm talking about. No, it absolutely wasn't. It absolutely wasn't. <laughs> you were very wrong. Oh, my God. But so, yeah, we, we, we wanted to give time to Triple H, even though I know we talked about it last week, but this is the this is to me this is the time it deserves also it's our show we talk about what we want yeah um let's see i'm gonna cut a couple of these stories just for time because we are already at 45 minutes and we got a big one coming up um we talked about it a little bit last week as well uh nash carter has been released from wwe this is following uh multiple posts from his wife slash soon-to-be ex-wife alleging abuse at his hands but apparently the actual reason for his release was the photo that she posted of him having shaved the hitler mustache uh while he was like he was shaving and he shaved the hitler mustache on which is in bad taste it's not funny but like I look at how long they keep some people employed, like someone who's real close to like literal Nazism. 
that they didn't have a problem with for a very long time until he like started to cause shit backstage. Uh, so it, it very much, and this is what we said last week too. This very much seems like it's a situation where you were causing us problems and you were not worth the problems you're causing. And then like, we don't see the, the, we don't see the value in you to have to put up with this. So we're just going to cut ties right now. And it was one of those, and, uh, cause uh, I've talked about, and I don't know if we did, if I said this on the show or like it was whenever me and you were action figure hunting, but it, to me, and I'm not disagreeing with this mo- model, but it seems like there was a lot of bad press whenever she was alleging the abuse. Um, mm-hmm. and they were like, well, shit, we can't really do anything with allegations because like, even though all of your people are independent contractors, but like, it probably wouldn't be a good look if they let go of somebody. And then they were like, oh, that's not how it happened exactly. And they're like, oh, well shit, we just wrongfully terminated someone. But then it was that whole thing is where I think she gave them a layup and they were like, ah, Nazism. See ya. Like, I feel like it was pretty much the straw that broke the camel's back. Like they finally had the justification they needed. And it's also worth noting, too, because, like, if you were going to, if you're going to fire someone for abuse allegations, it's real hard to look at some of the people, current champions, giant big signings that are on your roster currently. People that came back to WrestleMania a couple weeks ago. People that, yeah, so there's... there's We can play, we can play this game for a while, guys. That's what we're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of, so, you know, they just won the tag team titles, uh, which then were relinquished, they were vacated, they did the gauntlet match on NXT, which saw uh, Shannon being kind of a soothsayer, because on, I don't remember if it was night one or night two, him talking about how excited he was about Pretty Deadly. Yeah. And then them debuting on NXT to win the tag titles. I meant to send him a message with with that finish, because I was like, you're, boy's a witch. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so Nash Carter has been released. Um, we don't know what they're going to do with Wesley. You know, he could just be a singles person. He, they may pair him up with someone else in the tag team. Um, but that is all just going to be, there's that, that, that would just all be pure speculation. There's no, uh, no indication of what's going to happen with him. Yeah. Uh, jumping down a little bit cause uh, just a couple highlights. Jim Ross said in an interview that he was he didn't he wasn't a fan of some of the editing. Uh, I have some problems with some dark side editing. I thought I was misrepresented a time or two in the edit. He said he likely would not return to Dark Side of the Ring, but never say never because it's wrestling. Yeah. And then um, in a little bit of cool news and something that I think could be kind of a catalyst to a bigger thing. Uh, New Japan World will be airing AEW Dynamite and Rampage episodes with Japanese commentary. Uh, The first two episodes from last week are already available. Uh, This is region locked, though, so this is only in... You have to be a Japanese... You have to be in Japan to be able to to watch these. So, But that's cool to see the level of... When you go from, like, the the kind of Rocky-ish relationship at the beginning of AEW to oh yeah now new japan world is hosting aw like weekly shows that's cool to see you know i kind of wish we had a nord vpn uh sponsorship because that would have been the perfect time to throw that in there because <laughs> i don't. i almost wanted to so say it and i, I was gotta... like and if you want to watch new japan or if you want to watch nope. aw da, 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 now, and then... now i gotta 
Now I gotta bleep it until they pay us. Dang it. Well, I didn't get to the bit. I didn't get to it. You, I mean, you said their name, and that's all it takes. That's fair. Uh, WWE has announced a the first stadium event in 30 years. I'm pulling from 411mania.com, uh, who did this. Joseph Lee. As we previously reported, w, and, and the event itself has broken all sorts of records. Uh, as we previously reported, WWE has announced its first major stadium show in the UK in 30 years. It will happen on September 3rd at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales. According to the Daily Star, the show has already set a pre-sale record. WWE confirmed that 59,000 people pre-registered for tickets in the first 24 hours. Was the last... That's not even, that's not even pre-buying tickets. That's just registering to be able to buy them when they do go on sale. Yeah. Was the last one SummerSlam 92? No, it wouldn't have been SummerSlam 92. I couldn't tell you. That would be... You were the wrestling historian on this show. Because the only one I can think of is I think they did... It's whenever... Uh, oh, hell, Bulldog won the IC title. Oh, man, why can't I think of this? Anyway, it was just... That was, like, the last one. I guess that wasn't a stadium show. Because, like, I, they do shows in England, obviously, but that was, like... The last major... Well, no, they did Insurrection in, like, 99, and that was a shit show. But, uh, like, a major show is one of those things where I'm like, oh, that's cool. Uh, Summer... Okay. Principality Stadium is the perfect place for a major event hosting our amazing fans from Wales throughout all of Europe and around the world. John Porco, WWE Senior Vice President of Live Events, said in a statement, The weekend will be filled with a variety of WWE experiences we believe will leave a lasting memory on par with SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium in 92. Uh, SummerSlam 92 was headlined by British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith defeating Bret Hart to win the Intercontinental Because, fun fact, so it was that, so I was right. I just, I was thinking of whenever Sean beat him. Fun fact, um... And that's from Joseph Courier at SI Wrestling. Yeah, Or SI.com. That match is, uh, well known for me is that was the match that WWE was like, yeah, we're gonna help out Bret Hart and make him the guy because, uh, Bulldog was coked out of his mind the night before to the point that, like, Bret Hart literally and figuratively had to carry him through that match. Mm-hmm. So, like, he lost the IC title, and then right after that, he started getting, like, the heavyweight title wins. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, the the back probably really appreciated that. And and I know what you're thinking. Asa, Dalton, you have such a problem with the Saudi Arabia shows. If you think what they've done is bad, look at England. And you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Was that the last? Oh, and then and a little bit of good news um, for an unfortunate situation. Uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider reports WWE star Rick Boogs underwent successful surgery to repair his quad tear earlier this week in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, PW Insider has confirmed we are told Boogs is slated to leave Birmingham this weekend to return home and begin the process of healing and rehabbing the injury. Um, he was hurt during the WrestleMania match with the Usos. And, uh, he, I saw that Meltzer speculated that he's probably going to be out at least nine to 12 months. I think he said six to 12 months, but, uh, that is his speculation, not like a doctor recommendation. Yeah. I don't need Meltzer telling me when he thinks people are going to come back. Like I'm cool with him giving out match ratings and stuff like that, but it's one of those where I'm like, you're, you're guesstimating at that point. And that's not a safe thing to do. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I mean, he's not the first person to have a a quad tear. Like, he's just giving what the general time frame is. It's no different than what we do when someone, you know, gets hurt like that. 
uh, and if you think he's a doctor and he's giving legitimate like medical or has any sort of not intimate knowledge in that way, that's on you. That that's a you problem. Uh, I think there's plenty of things to like between Meltzer and like Sean Ross Sapp and like really any known inter- not just wrestling news source, but like news source in general, especially people who deal with like rumors and leaks. It's so easy to just like shit on them if they get stuff wrong. But like, there's no reason to go out of your way to like make up a fake reason to be annoyed with them. I'm not saying that's what you were doing. No, no. It's just one like, of those. Cause like, it's like he could be out six to 12 months. That's a stretch. Like that is, that is a pretty big window in it. And it's one of those where I'm like, oh man. And it's not even, I don't even have a problem with Meltzer. That's not where that was coming from. That's not me being like F Dave Meltzer. But it's one of those where I'm like, man, you're not really liked amongst the internet community. Like you're very 50, 50. And when you do things like that, you're really much opening yourself up for people to being like, oh, it's cause you're not, you're totally a doctor. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't even put myself in that situation. So maybe it's more of me being like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. But that's not me being like, no. I don't think he's out of bait. Pe- yeah. But the people who are saying like, oh, you're not a doctor, like touch grass. I hate that phrase, but like d- take a breath, step away from the computer, the phone, whatever. Just take a lap. And, like, <laughs> let's let's revisit this and think, is it worth it to just put this out there? Uh, um, that is the news of the week. And going into playing with ourselves for the week, we're, uh, Dalton has a couple figures he's going to talk about. We got some cool WWE releases. But before we do, uh, speaking of Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful.com, the Fightful Select broke the news. Uh, again, I'm not going to read word for word or read from the story itself because that is paid content. And I genuinely think you should support Fightful because they do some really great work. Um, but the AEW video game has a tentative goal release date of late september 2022 we could be getting the aew game this year um i was already kind of thinking just given comments from people previously that it was this year my guess would have been holiday i think holiday is a much safer guess of when the game is actually going to be released because i i follow a lot of video game news in general and games get delayed all the time. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that you have not played a game this year that at some point did not get delayed, whether we knew about the delay or not. But, I mean, just this... Okay, so, for example, like, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad both got delayed. One to later this year, one into next year. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff is getting delayed 2K, constantly. 2K22 got delayed from, like... Uh, Last year. <laughs> yeah, like, September, October 2021 to March 2022. Yeah, so it's it's entirely possible that it doesn't hit the September date. It's not an indication or uh, you know a not an indictment. It doesn't speak ill of the company of the of the people making the game if it does get delayed. But that is what they're shooting for, and like to me personally, I hope they hit it because I cannot wait to get my hands on this game. Yeah, uh, I still haven't picked up two K twenty two. If it goes on sale, I might. It is. It is currently on sale. Is it what kind of sale? I think it's like forty nine ninety nine or NWO versions eighty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's. I'm just, I just it, it is a sale. Hey, I appreciate the heads up, but I'm I need something a little bit stiffer. I'm looking for something a little bit stiffer. I'm th- I'm talking like I'd pay like thirty for it probably, and I know I'm a ways out from that price. That yeah, because we haven't even gotten DLC packs yet. And that's what I'm thinking is like once the DLC packs start coming out, they'll probably like oh hey, 
if you just pay the base amount a game, you'll get the DLC stuff too. Uh, and that's what I'm kind of banking on. But uh, this is something that unless it is getting like trashed in previews or if they give me reason to think like, oh no, this is going to be bad. Uh, I'm absolutely picking it up. But that said, it is entirely possible because like even I know people didn't like the art style and the graphical look of those like first early looks of the game we've gotten. That didn't bother me. Like one, I know that's probably not going to be what the finished product looks like. And two, I don't if a game doesn't look hyper realistic, but is fun to play, I would prefer that a million times over than the most beautiful looking unfun to play like Sim. So and like I love Retromania, and that is literally a 16-bit uh, video game. 32-bit, 16. I don't know. Mm. It's a bit. So uh, and then Dalton, you picked up a couple figures last week when we went when we went hunting. Oh uh, yeah, I was finally able to find um, Legends Series 14, uh, China and Road Dog. Um, from the DX Army angle, uh, I love that they're making these because you have them in their uh, camo garb, and then you can take that off, and it's actual wrestling gear. So like Billy Guns is like white gear that we haven't gotten before. Uh, Road Dogs is this really weird, uh, like the early Road Dog print where it's like there's no DX on it, but it's just like the weird print going down the legs. Um, X Pac is in the uh, like black, white, and red gear. Of with like the DX in the middle, which is like a figure that I think we were long overdue. I think it's probably the most iconic uh, X Pac gear, and then Triple H is in the uh, white with like the neon green piece in the middle that just has triple like three H's in the middle of it. They're good figures. Um, I like them a whole lot. I bought a couple of the Road Dogs to uh, make customs of, and I failed horribly at one of them, and I'm very bummed out by it. Uh, those are really fun. Uh, I recently got the Best Friends Unrivaled, so I got Chuck, Trent, and Statlander. Uh, AEW's putting out bangers. Uh, WWE figures are pretty top-notch right now. I, oh, this one was one I got this week, too. I got Sami Zayn. Uh, like, current Sami. We haven't gotten current Sami in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I am also in the process of buying another one of these so I can make the WrestleMania 34 Sami Forever gear. Uh the decal guy that I go through actually just put that up today. So I'll be making that custom. So maybe the first playing with ourselves custom will be the WrestleMania 38 Sammy. Pretty stoked for that. So yeah, that's all the, the things I've been buying recently. Uh, I'm trying sweet, to just, sweet. yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything, I'm just kind of doing a quick look, uh, micro brawlers. We got a Chris Candido. Uh, we do not get Chris Candido figures enough. I'm happy. I got a micro brawler of him <laughs> and yeah, I think that's it. So we got that. Uh, there was the, I think the window is closed to pre-order it now, uh, but there was the Malachi Black that one was, in the suit. That was dope. I wish I liked pre-ordering Micro Brawlers. $20 is too steep for one of those. I get one yeah. for $36 a month, but I also get two shirts with it and a signed 8x10. So like the Micro Brawler is just kind of... A bonus. Yeah, that's a bonus. Because two, yeah, t- two, two t-shirts for 36 is pretty tight. Because um, you know, but you know why those Micro Brawlers are so bad? Why? Because the zero points of articulation. No, it's... You're charging me $20 for something with zero points of articulation. It's because in the same figure line, Asa, I can have Glacier, and I can also have El Generico. And that is just a little bowl of happiness I need. If they make a... But none of them... 
move. That's so f- they are therefore bad toys. That's fair. All right. You open yours? So, Do you open your toys? Some of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, look. There, here's this is this. You saw me buy him. This is an Iguanus oh, from the core class from Legacy. That's a little guy. Look at my handsome, look at my handsome little guy. That's cute. They, they're, yeah, so so there. Uh, you keep that up, you're going to get uninvited from the Grand Marvel Legends unboxing. I don't believe that. I'm gonna, I need to come up with a dumb, overly event-style name. Like a like a mar- like the comics would have for it, uh, and then were there any highlights from a couple weeks ago at WrestleMania Access? They they showed off a bunch of new Elite waves and basic figures. Were there any standouts? Oh, so many that you remember. So um, yeah, the WrestleMania Access. There's a couple of really cool ones. Uh, we're getting SummerSlam. We get uh, Elite lines from uh, the Big Four. So every year we get a WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series set. Recently they've been giving us Build-A-Figures, which is cool. Um, some of the Build-A-Figures are kind of meh. I didn't even worry about them. Like the Royal Rumble was a Jimmy Hart, and I already had a Jimmy Hart. Um, this last WrestleMania was Vince McMahon from Vince McMahon, or not from Vince McMahon, Jesus, from WrestleMania 3, mm-hmm. where he even has the hand that's doing the three, like where he does like the WrestleMania 3 and the crowd goes wild. Um, so that's pretty dope. This Build-A-Figure is Dominic Mysterio. And I'm like, and everybody's like, oh, you mean we're going to get another Dominic Elite? Yes. The difference is we're getting 2005 Dominic Mysterio. And I don't know why I want that figure so bad. It's from the uh, custody on a, in a ladder match match. Um, mm-hmm. But the set itself is super cool. We're getting Orton in the uh, orange gear. Uh, I believe that might have been against Mick Foley. So I hope it comes with the shirt, the evolution shirt with it. That would be pretty dope. Uh, we're getting sensational Sherry. Just real quick pause. Randy Orton is someone else who had his, oh no, this dude's a big deal moment against Mick Foley. Oh yeah, that match. Yeah. That uh, kind of kicked off or was part of, I don't know. That, well, no, that probably didn't kick off the legend killer. It didn't, stuff, but, but it, it made it, it, it made it more legitimate because he had an actual match with one of the, the legends and it wasn't like a yeah. raw squash match. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, Randy Orton. In that, like, early evolution stage, um, Sensational Sherry, and that figure is super dope looking. Look that one up. I think that's my favorite. And then we're getting Shawn Michaels from, I think it's when he wrestled Hogan. I think it's that gear. I could be wrong. Which, if it is, man, that's lovely. And then, um, oh, there's a fourth figure. Rey Mysterio from that ladder match. Um, That's pretty cool. We're getting a Cameron Grimes to the moon ringside exclusive figure. Uh, I'm buying it. Because it comes with hands that hold the money. Uh, and I like Cameron Grimes a lot. I'm happy he's getting an elite. I'm upset that I'm not getting uh, that in like a regular elite wave. I will buy the ringside exclusive. Yes, sir. Uh, the, the, so you said that he's, he comes with the hands that hold the money. The actual sculpt is the hands holding the money. It's not the the money's an accessory, right? I'm pretty sure the money is molded in the hands. Don't, okay, that's what I thought. Don't quote me I, on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. And that's what that's what I assumed it was because I do think that is kind of funny. That's like having the the Orange Cassidy custom yeah. hands that so go into the pockets. If you like go on Ringside's um, website and click on it, you can find the like digital render. And in the digital render, the hands are the the sculpt of those. The money's in the hands. So if yeah. it was a separate piece, it would be off to the side. Yeah. Um, 
that's a really cool one. We're getting, they kind of gave us, or letting us see waves that are coming out. So like Wave Elite 94, that's out on pre-order right now. That like set looks pretty cool. Um, 93, they finally gave us like what the figures looked like. That's Karrion Cross, Cesaro, Rollins, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, T-Bar, and Ricky Steamboat. I'm excited for Elite 94 because we're getting MSK, which I know we just talked about. And I'm kind of 50-50 on whether or not I'm getting that. Uh, Nash Carter, but we are getting Edge in his white gear, and I really want that. I think that was his WrestleMania gear from last year against Orton, because Orton, because they just put out the Orton in the white gear, like whenever it's in that same wave, isn't it? Because we saw it at that. That's target. Elite ninety. Okay, this is Elite ninety four. Um, I think they saw. I think they still had that one at the Target, and I was like. I like this Orton, but I think I'm going to end up getting the orange trunks one that just got announced. Yeah. And also, I'm going to need you to talk me out of, slash, I need to not be in a store with you if they have it, uh, the Cesaro. Because I don't think I have a Cesaro. I will tell you that I want it more than you because they haven't made a Cesaro Elite. And, like, my Cesaro Elite that I have in my collection is whenever mm-hmm. he tagged with Tyson Kidd. Is that the last one they made? No, they did one with the bar, but oh, I, did, okay. I didn't want that one. Oh, because it had the, the, like, flight jacket... No, no, it was the su- it was the suits with the kilts. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I right, bought the Seamus because right. I didn't have a Seamus Elite, but I've actually I've replaced that now too. Oh yeah, I was with you when you bought that because I gave you shit because they also had the Cesaro no, and you didn't buy it. No, you gave me shit because Sadie bought me that Seamus, and I said, "Oh, I have the matching Seamus," Sa- and you were like, "Why don't you buy the Cesaro then?" And I was like, "I, oh, I already have right. a Cesaro." I just remember. Yeah, Sadie bought me that giving one. You shit for- I just remember giving you shit for not having the Cesaro. <laughs> um, just a couple other highlights. Oh, Legends 15 we got pictures of. Uh, 15 and 16 it looks like we, we got pictures of. Uh, Legends 15, this is the Target exclusive wave from the DX Army. We got a picture of the X-Pac and the uh, X-Pac Kane from like 02 with the heavyweight or the world tag title. Uh, that figure's pretty cool. I think I'll probably end up picking that one up. Um, and then Stacy Keebler during her Miss Hancock phase from WCW, probably going to buy that. Well, no, going to buy that because it's a women's figure for Sadie. And then Lex Luger's the chase. And then I think we got Legend Series 16, which is going to have the APA and their Acolytes gear. And I don't know oh, why I'm yeah. so excited about, for that, but I am. No, because the Acolytes ruled. Yeah. That's why. And they made <laughs> they made the APA um, in like 2014, 2015. And I had a chance to buy it. It was the night that we went to go see Colt Cabana with uh, Wells and Barbwire. Because uh, we stopped, like, we all parked in a the Walmart, the Cape parking lot. Um, I went in, they had both those figures, and I was like, oh, if they have them whenever we come back, uh, they didn't have them when I came back. And mm-hmm. the, that set's super expensive now. So I'm going to get these Legends ones. Um, I don't know what else is in that. Uh, let me see. I'm just kind of going through screenshots. We are getting the Scarlet Witch... Uh, Becky Lynch gear. Oh, the other two from uh, Legend 16. We're getting Mighty Molly. Uh, and that was a figure I called because I really want that to go with the Hurricanes they've been making. And then we're mm-hmm. getting... And this is a weird cut, and we haven't got to see the back of it yet. But they gave us the ECW One Night Stand from 2006, uh, Rey Mysterio. I think okay. I'm going to buy it. Because it like it it's gonna come with the entrance jacket. The only thing that we don't know is if it's gonna have the ECW on the back of the mask. I don't know why it wouldn't. Um, but I really want that. And then Molly Holly's the chase, so you can get like a regular Molly Holly, and then you can get the Mighty Molly with the uh, pink cape and all that. That's I do like the the Mighty Molly going with when they just put out a Hurricane 
not that long ago. Yeah, and then it, it looks like we're getting so Los Guerreros Eddie down the road. Um, I mm-hmm. only want to get that if they are doing um, Chavo. Because they made a Chavo Elite super early in the Elite one. That figure's super hard to find and super expensive now. Um, and that's most of the Elite news. We do have some uh, Ultimates getting released. We finally got the first look at uh, the, uh, like, in person of the three Ultimates we're going to get with the new generation ring. Um, being WrestleMania 10, I want to say 10. WrestleMania 10, Macho Man, we're getting an Ultimate Diesel and an Ultimate Doink. I'm super excited for all three of those. I, had, I bought that whenever it was on the... Uh, Kickstarter or crowdfunding, we are getting a Macho Madness uh, NWO Macho Man Ultimate with like four or three heads. Um, that looks pretty dope. We are getting a Roman Reigns Bloodline Ultimate. I'm super excited about that. And then, uh, and we can end it on this, but we are getting a gold. Oh, wait a minute. Go ahead, Asa. We cannot end on this because uh, you saying Bloodline, thank you for doing that directly into the microphone. Um, the Bloodline Roman Reigns reminded me. Did you see the clip going around from Young Rock? Oh, yeah. Of... Yeah, they teased the match. Little Cousin Romans looking into the camera and saying, acknowledge me. Yeah. And then him responding with, oh, that match would have to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. Get the absolute fuck the entirety out of here did you like that because i thought it was great oh i loved it i hate that so much i loved it i thought it was hilarious anyway so but that ultimate does look dope uh because it's the same thing that they gave us with the edge ultimate which not a lot of people liked that head but it actually has the yelling head with his hair like forced back like he has his head back Mm -hmm. i like when they do stuff like that what i don't like is when they do things like the ultimate goldberg we're getting um where he is spitting out the smoke from his entrance that so you can do that thing but the smoke looks like a pile of splooge just shooting out that mouth i really think that's a cool idea but the execution is flawed hopefully the paint apps make that look great because right now it does not and it's one of those things like there's no getting around it someone is always going to make that dirty oh yeah but like all of the marketing materials need to be in front of that cool stage that they had set up at access with smoke surrounding him to to lessen that blow. They need to be doing like super Photoshop and like super elaborate set pieces to pose him in for the official marketing materials. Yeah. Yes. The sec, the first second someone like you gets a hold of it, you're going to do the silly shit with it. Oh yeah. Like make it look funny. Yeah. But that that's you know beyond their control yeah i think um, they could have uh and then one last thing for playing our with ourselves and then we can uh, bounce out but if you are a funko collector like i am uh, and like my girlfriend are the gamestop exclusive funko pops for wwe have dropped um it's a metallic razor ramon which was already planned beforehand that was just like that one i almost bought instead was like you're gonna flip it and i was like i can't in good conscience she was joking but i was like i uh, there's a Metallic Razor Ramon, which Funko does Metallic variants all the time. Um, there is a really cool Eddie Guerrero and a Lowrider. I haven't seen that one. And there's a Mick Foley um, lunchbox that has a Mankind in the all-brown gear. And then probably the coolest one, which Asa, you saw in person. I ended up picking up Saturday after our action figure trip. Was a purple, uh, black and purple gear Undertaker sitting in the casket. 
Uh, I think that that is probably one of my favorite Funkos of all time for how just cool it is. Uh, yes, I was stubborn and didn't buy it with you. I am very aware, but then I went to Cape and saw it again and thought, yeah, I need it. No, I, I wasn't giving you a look because the, I knew you bought it. You sent me the picture the literal next day Yeah, that you, that you bought it, which is funny. No, it's, it's you lying to yourself and now to me and to the people that that is the coolest one. As I sat there, stood there in that GameStop for like five minutes as you talked about how much that Eddie Guerrero one rules, the lowriders, the coolest thing you've ever seen. You hate that you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. The Taker one was five feet from you. You had already picked it up and put it back. And we're just talking about how the Eddie... And now you're going to sit here and tell me that the one that you bought is the coolest one. I see the game you're playing, and I refuse to play. Uh, I'm unplugging the second I Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a caveat. Like, normal size Funko is what that one is. The uh, Eddie Guerrero, I don't know what the scale of that one is. I think that one's going to be a Rides, which, like, are the ones with the full-grown vehicles. If they make that low rider the size of the casket, I'm not going to like that at all. Because that's going to be a really weird, like, standing one. Um, but if it's, like, the size of, like, the Woody with RC, which... Oh, it's too far away for me to grab. But uh, if it's, like, a full-size Funko car with it on top of it, I'll be like, dope. I hope that it's big. I hope it's a big Funko. Yeah, so we'll... we'll We'll keep you updated because I'll yell at Dalton because he's probably going to find it, look at it, be it's everything he ever dreamed, and then leave the store without it and then complain that he can't find it again. Um, and on that note, we are going to close out of here. Uh, I feel like I should apologize to you for the amount of time that we spent yelling about the Missouri Athletic Commission, but uh, this shit's important and it's important to us. So hopefully some of this will, will get rolled back or something will be done, but... Until then, there's not a whole lot anybody can do. So just kind of spread, help spread awareness. You know, like I said, there's a bunch of tweets out there. Uh, there's a bunch of people kind of talking about, hey, what, what can be done here? So just kind of keep an eye out on stuff like that. Uh, that is it for this week, though. Thank you all very, very much for tuning in with us. We appreciate every last one of you who uh, spends your time, for whatever reason, with uh, the two chuckleheads here talking about wrestling. Uh, if you want more of the show, you can follow us on Twitter at nerdiest part. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter. I'm at the five star man with the number five. You can follow Dalton on Twitter at PZ 85 D Anthony. And until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other and watch wrestling.